Hello there. Welcome to the Beloved Son Ministry Show, where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the Father. This Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. So now, let us come together, yes, in all of our brokenness, in all of our woundedness, but also in all of our belovedness, to share with one another the impact God has had on our lives and the impact that He continues to have in our lives, so that our curses may become crosses and our crosses may truly become blessings. So welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. Well, good evening, everyone. I hope you all have a very have been having a, a very fruitful and very blessed Holy Week. Today is Tuesday of Holy Week, you know, which means in two short days we will come to Holy Thursday, where we begin the the sacred Triduum. You know, and one fun fact about the Triduum is that Triduum from Holy Thursday to good to to Easter Vigil is, is actually one one entire thing. That's why you notice that on Holy Thursday night after Mass, there is no dismissal, there is no final blessing, there is no go in peace, because that night begins this this three day um, feast, um, three three days they call it the, the the Paschal Triduum. So, just 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 a little bit of fun fact there. So why don't we begin the prayer? And again, as as I've been doing all week, we'll we'll begin with with the collect from this morning's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty and ever-living God, grant us to celebrate the mysteries of the Lord's passion, that we may merit to receive your pardon. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, today, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put... All my focus really on the gospel because it's a very important gospel for us. But also, I just want to touch briefly on the first reading, which is again um, one of Isaiah's suffering servant songs. And but I will skip through the the psalm for today. So I'm so I will be reading the first reading from this morning's mass from Isaiah 49, and I want you to to um, to hear. And to listen to see if you can point out um, what things that Isaiah is saying that really points to Christ, as we have seen in the past couple of days. Okay, so this is from Isaiah forty-nine, verses one through six. Hear me, O islands! Listen, O distant peoples! The Lord called me from birth, from my mother's womb. He gave me my name. He made of me a sharp-edged sword and concealed me in the shadow of his arm. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me. You are my servant, he said to me, Israel, through whom I show my glory. Though I thought I had toiled in vain and for nothing uselessly spent my strength, yet my reward is with the Lord. My recompense is with my God. For now the Lord has spoken who formed me as his servant from the womb, that Jacob may be brought back to him, and Israel gathered to him. 
and I am being made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. It is too little, he says, for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the survivors of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. So here again, we you know we see from the very, very beginning, the Lord called me from birth, from my mother's womb. He gave me my name, and isn't that so with our Lord, right? When at the Annunciation, the angel said, "You will bear a son, and you will name him Emmanuel, meaning him Jesus, meaning God is with us." And also a very important line here is that that Jacob may be brought back to him to God. And Israel gathered to him again because why? Remember, Isaiah was writing during, before, during, and after the exile when people, people were scattered, right? And so this is a, a word of encouragement that, that, that this servant of God, this, this servant, whoever it may be in the future, which is Jesus, as we know, will, will be the source that unites the people. Then no longer will there be north kingdom, southern kingdom, um, anything else but it will all be one, all in God, right? And finally, we see, of course, the, um, again, the light motif, the light to the nations that Jesus is the light of the world. So here we can see again that Isaiah's prophecy on the suffering servant really points to Christ um, many, many, many centuries later. And, and now we have the great blessing to be able to, to see this, you know? And Jesus often said, to to the people you know how blessed are you that you, you know you you see what you what others went to, to, to see but they could not see you heard what people wanted to hear but they but they, they could not hear so how blessed are we to see what those who wanted to, to see then in in isaiah's time but couldn't see but now we can see we do see the lord we see him in one another and most importantly we see him in the eucharist right and we do hear what he wanted us to hear. We we can hear the saving news, the gospel, the good news that our Lord came to tell us. These people here at the time and in, in, in Isaiah's time, they they didn't have the blessing to to hear it. But we do. And so so we must always re remember that as as difficult as things may be, as as small as a church may be getting as persecuted as we may be even now, um, we're so much more blessed than those who have come before us, um, the Israelites and even the early church who who really, you know, we, we never think about how bad it was in the early church when our Lord, you know, founded a church and then he went back to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit. We forget how bad it was. You know, it, 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 the early church was a suffering church. It, it was a, a persecuted church. You know, the Romans hated the Christians. You know, if, if you took, if you read any church history, you, you would know that in the early times, um, um, the, the Christians were used as a scapegoat. You know, they were blamed for everything, anything that happened bad in Rome. It was the Christians. Blame them. You know, uh, kill them and 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 they died and 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 yet 
the church stayed alive. The church stayed alive despite all that. Many persecutions from the 60s to the 100s to the 200s, you know, and, and to Constantine, right? Um, we, we hear of it. The persecutions under um, Nero, right? A Caligula, um, all, all those um, emperors who, who, who really persecuted the Christians wanted to wipe them out, but they couldn't. Why? Because it wasn't man-made. The church was, was from God. And, and we hear also um, about marriage, teaching about marriage. What God has brought together, man must not separate, and they can't. And that's why we believe in the indissolubility of marriage in the church is because what God has brought together, man can separate. And is, but, but we can also apply this to early church, right? Because we say that the church is what? It's a bride of Christ. How can man bring that to an end? They can't. We have no authority and we have no power to because what God has brought together Man cannot separate. And because of the witness of these early martyrs, um, we are here today. You know, and we, we famously hear from um, uh, Tertullian, the seed, um, the blood of the martyrs is a seed of the church, right? Um, and so how blessed are we um, that, that um, we get to know this suffering servant that Isaiah was prophesying about. Um, but all right. Now let's get to the gospel. The gospel is, um, uh, it, 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 it foretells our Lord's betrayal by Judas. And it foretells what Peter would do. And it's a very heart, gut-wrenching um, um, passage. And, and, I, um, and I want to focus a lot of our time, you know, in fact, the, the rest of our evening on, on the gospel. So um, I'll read the gospel. It's from John. And um, you can just close your eyes and and just see if there are any verses or words that that, that really sp spoke to you and that speaks to you and that strikes you. Um, here I have two, two phrases that I have highlighted that will be... Um, the basis of of the focus of 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 um of the, of the meditation okay so so here is the gospel reading reclining at table with disciples with his disciples jesus was deeply troubled and he testified amen amen i say to you one of you will betray me the disciples looked at one another at a loss as to whom he meant one of the one of the disciples, the, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter nodded to him to find out whom, him, whom he meant. He leaned back against Jesus' chest and said to him, as you can see here, Master, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I hand a morsel after I have dipped it. So he dipped the morsel and took it and handed it to Judas, the son of Simon the Iscariot. 
after Judas took the morsel, Satan entered him. So Jesus said to him, what you are going to do, do quickly. Now, one, now none of those reclining at table realized why he, why he said this to him. Some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus had told him, buy what you needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. So Judas took the morsel and left at once. And it was night. When he had left, Jesus said, now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and as I told the Jews, where I, where I go you cannot come. So now I say it to you. Simon Peter said to him, Master, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I am going you cannot follow me now, though you will follow me later. Peter said to him, Master, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Amen, amen, I say to you, the cock will crow, will not crow before you deny me three times. So now I'll, let's just take a minute and, and to just to meditate on, on, on the words that we just heard. All right, you know, it was, um, you know, not many times in the gospel do we hear Jesus was troubled, he was deeply troubled. We hear it once here, and we also heard it again um, recently when, when we heard him saying, you know, um, I'm troubled now, but what shall I say, right? Um, I think, I, th I think it was last week that we heard that the gospel, um, and so, you know, our our Lord John's telling us that our Lord was human. He felt troubled. He felt terrified. He felt he felt that impending. It's sort of like 
if you ever felt that feeling that something bad is going to happen and you have that feeling the entire day, you know, you know and, 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 and you're just waiting for it to happen, you know, imagine our Lord. And I spoke about this in my reflection today um, that that he knew that the people sitting around him now who all run and flee when they saw the guards in the garden, they would they all run away. And Peter, the one, the one whom he said, You are Peter, and upon you I will build my church, he will run away. Not only that, but he will say, I don't know that man, I don't know him. And he also knew this fellow over here. The one whom he called, the one who walked with him seemingly for three years. The one who rebuked him for not selling the money of, of the oil from yesterday. He knew he has plotted with the chief priest to hand him over. And yet... He has this meal with them. I don't know about you, but it's really hard for me sometimes. If, if there's someone that I do not like or if I had an argument with or that we have really conflicting interests, it's hard for me to sit down and have a good meal with them. It's, it's, it's sort of like I have, to, I have to pretend, right? But Jesus did that, but, she, but he didn't pretend. He went in with his entire heart. Because he knew that, yes, despite all this, despite your betrayal, despite you leaving me, despite you betraying me, despite all this, I still love you. I love you not because um, I feel I have to, but I love you because my father loves you. And whatever my father does, so do I do. And of course, you just love them. These men, he... He didn't just call, he called them by name. He called them each by name. He knew each one of them personally, individually. He knew them. He knew them through and through. He knew their faults. He knew their weaknesses. He knew their cowardice. Yet he called them. And yet he loved them. That's the mercy and the love that God has for us. That even in our own sinfulness, in, the, in, in our own wayward ways, he calls us. And he loves us. Even when Judas did what he did. Now look at this phrase here. I, I, I'm going to repeat this. So after Jesus handed Judas the morsel, and he said, go and do what you have to do. Do it quickly. Do it quickly. You know. And this is a very, this is, this is a very scary thought. After Judas took the morsel, Satan entered him. He was possessed. He was possessed. But my brothers and sisters, I want to say something here about, about possession. Okay. 
we see lots of movies on the on the in, in the movies uh, about about exorcisms and and all these things about people getting possessed. But the 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 bottom line is this: if we don't let the enemy enter, he can't. If Judas didn't want Satan to enter, if he didn't give him permission to enter, Satan could not enter him. So by doing what he did and by going, he said to the enemy, Satan, come into my heart. That is what he said. That is what he did. He gave the permission. He gave permission to the enemy to have him come into his heart. He could not, he couldn't see that Jesus' love could fill the void in his heart, but he needed to go to the enemy. Judas, the one who, Judas, the one who asked Jesus to sell the oil for three days worth, he settled for how much? For 30 pieces of silver. So his heart was never with the poor. Um, now I think I, I I heard someone say something. Was there a question? Or maybe yes, was, yes. Yeah, I, yes. I have a question. Okay. Yes. Where in the Bible? Uh, uh, where in the Bible? Uh, uh, what the the Judah said? Uh, said that you come to my heart. I, I didn't see that. No, you didn't need. Yes. No. 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 The, 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 I'm saying by by him betraying our Lord. That's what he was saying. That is oh, what he was okay. saying. Yeah, yeah. Not it. I was not reading the scripture. I was saying by Judas's action. That is what he. That is what what he was saying, and that is why John said, and Judas entered him, um, because an act of betrayal. Um, because if 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 you're not welcoming God, then you're welcoming the enemy. Is basically what John is saying here. John is saying, by betraying our Lord. By taking it and by going off, you've allowed Satan to enter into you. That's what John was saying here. Um, and so, and, and then we can pray about this later on in, in our meditation, which will be in a, a few minutes because we, we're almost there. Um, but then, this very important line um, and it was night. And it was night. That is a very big turning point in the in in the narrative here because the night symbolizes what? The night symbolizes darkness. The night symbolizes evil. The night symbolizes where the betrayal will happen. And so that's why we hear right, right after, right after it says it was night, Jesus talks about glorifying. It is at this precise moment, at the precise moment when the enemy entered into Judas and when Judas betrayed him, at that moment, and if and night fell, that is when he says, God is glorified now. You see, what, what we see as defeat, what we see as... Um, 
enemy winning over by 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 Judas's actions, by Peter's actions. God is saying there's so much more happening. Yes, all those has happened, but you must come to see the glorification. The glorification of the cross is that what well, it may seem as if the enemy has won because his closest friends are betraying him. But what comes after is what is the final word. And so, and it was night. And it was night. You know, there are many, there, maybe there are many times in their own lives when, when it was night. You know, maybe there are times when we have chosen to, to, to dwell in things that we know we shouldn't. And, and, and it's very, and even if you're not human, I mean, I'm sorry, even if you're not Christian, you know that whatever you do in secret, in hiding, in darkness, is nothing that is good, humanly speaking, right? In 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 Chinese culture, right? My mom would always say, you know, are you doing something? Are you doing something that cannot see the light? I'm not sure how you see it in in Mandarin, but in Cantonese, that's what it is, right? What are you doing that that can't be seen by the light? Right, um, you know, so 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 this light and darkness, this contrast, even if for non Christians, it's 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 very it's very um, understandable that that what is good happens in the light, and what is not happens in the darkness. And when we're told it was night, we know that's when the things go down. When the betrayal happens, when when the guards come, when Jesus gets betrayed, when he when Peter denies him. But our Lord is trying to tell us, don't forget. It was night, yes. But don't forget, I am the light. Even if it is night, if you are with me, you have the light. So now let us lift up our hearts in prayer. With this prompt, so so this image, this picture here is Jesus in in, in the garden, um, agony in the garden, which we will see again tomorrow. We can see Peter, James, and John all sleeping here, falling asleep, and um, but we'll talk more about that that scene tomorrow. So the prompt is: Do I prefer to live in darkness over light? When have I chosen to live in the darkness instead of the light? And and brothers and sisters, I know at first. We don't say, well, no, 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 no. I, I do not live in the darkness. I don't do this. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be anything big. It could be as simple as when are the times when I preferred to, to say no to God and do my own thing? When are the times when I prefer to not help someone I, I don't need my help, but instead do whatever I wanted to do? It's it, it's me time. So uh, I'm not going to help them today. Even those little things, right? Those little times when our Lord asks us to bring his light to them, even our family and friends, when were those times? And may we ask the Lord to, 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 to shine light on those dark places in our lives today. So let's just take two minutes praying and bring to the Lord all that's on our hearts. and. What, whatever it is that we want to ask him.
my brothers and sisters. Um, before I go to the closing prayer, I just wanted to make one more remark about, because sometimes, um, sometimes in our hearts we feel, well, you know, you know, some just sometimes I just want to do something that you know that that's not that's not putting God first, and and that and that should be okay, and 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 sometimes we we tell ourselves that, and 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 sometimes it's not even anything bad. Maybe it's just well, I just want to do this instead of reading the scriptures. Whatever, it it's not sinful, right? But but I just want to invite you to in. To, to think about this, we're told in, in the Psalms that you cannot worship both God and mammon, right? God and money, you can only choose one. You know, we we cannot say yes to God and yes to the enemy at the same time, right? And we cannot say yes to the enemy and say yes to God at the same time. You know, when we say yes to something, we are saying no to, to something else, and 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 sometimes it's sometimes it's hard. It's hard to say yes to Jesus because it's not easy. Is is his his path is not easy. You know, our Lord said yes, He'll be with us, but He doesn't guarantee that it will be easy. He He said He'll be with us, but not that it will be easy. You know, and and so being a Christian, we say yes. We must say yes again and again every day, every moment of our lives, because if we don't say yes again and again, and we say, "Oh well, I said yes, I said yes once already," so that means I'm saying yes all the time. No, no, no. the The enemy can use that and 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 squeeze himself in. But so we, we must say yes again and again, and even those times when we are going to fall into temptation, those times when we feel weak, when we feel vulnerable, when we feel tempted, we must say. I am saying yes to the Lord. I am saying yes to you, Lord. Teach me to be a light to the people. Teach me to be the salt that gives taste to the world. Give me what it is that you need me to do and give me the grace. And every moment, because if we say yes to Jesus, we can be sure that we're saying no to the enemy. So let us pray. God, our Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for the great sacrifice of your son. We thank you, we thank you for your generous love that even knowing that these people will, will betray you, will deny you, will run away from you, yet you enable them to be called by name by you. To be set apart, to make to make to be made sacred for a holy mission, even in their sinfulness, in their weaknesses, in their cowardice, you called them. <coughs> Remind us too, Lord, today that you call us by name, that you come to each one of us in the silence of our hearts, and that you have a special purpose for us, a special mission that only we can do. Give us the courage to say yes to you, Lord, and to say no to the enemy, not just once, but all the time. And give us the courage, Lord, to, to ask for your grace, to ask for your strength, and give us also an open heart so that we may receive your love 
and also your mercy so that when we fall, we will not despair like Judas, but we may be like Peter who goes back to the Lord, confessing his wrongdoing and professing his love for your son. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So now I'm going to stop the recording and see if there are any questions. For more audios, videos, blog entries, and other resources, please visit us at www.belovedsonministry.org.